0: Hello and welcome to Leader Up, the podcast. Yes, this is where the leaders come to lead their life in the direction they want it to go to find success, love, peace, joy, and happiness in their careers, in their business, in their families, in their homes, everywhere they go. So today we're going to talk about, there's a book called The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin and I'm going to go a little bit into that. But I want to talk to you a little bit first about um, what does it mean to be um, an entrepreneur? What does it mean? What does it mean to you? If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a coach, a consultant, you're building an app, you're a health coach, whatever it is that you do, you know, or CEO, or in your job, as, as whatever you do, what does it mean to you to be the best at that job, to be successful? What will it mean to you and what does it mean to you? So here's what it means to me. It means to me that I feel joy. I feel happy. I feel content. I feel on fire, excitement. I feel that I am living up to my highest potential. And you know, my whole thing, my whole entire premise of my relationship coaching business is based on living up to your highest potential. Leader Up is the same. Living up to your highest potential. What's my tagline? Every relationship begins with you. And it does every relationship begins with you. Every relationship you have to yourself, to your business, to your entrepreneurial whatever journey you're on, to your co-workers, to your direct reports, to your wife, to your husband, to your children. All of these things begin with you. So, the tendencies the four tendencies are about how you meet expectations outer and inner okay so an outer expectation is expect- ex- expectations others place on us like meeting a work deadline inner expectations are expectations we place in ourselves like keeping a new year's resolution so let me tell you a little bit of story about my coaching practice and and why i know it's so successful and you have to understand it is so successful and i don't say that in um Anything other than pride, but also um, love of my business, of my clients, of the people that i am yet to work with, of myself. And um, people told me, you're a relationship coach, Heather, really? You know, here I am, divorced mother, three killed children, I was a single mother, um, and I'm working with couples, right? <gasps> I didn't care, though. My inner expectations of me is what drive me. My inner expectations of me are what drive me. So I am driven by what is my passion. My passion is helping people live up to their highest potential. Why is that my passion? Ask yourself, what's your passion and why? So my passion is helping people live up to their highest potential because I almost didn't because I see the effects of childhood dysfunction, chaos, abuse, and trauma on adults every single day. Not just working with individuals about their relationships and their narcissistic relationships, their codependent relationships, their marriages or whatever, but also in the workplace. Also in the fact that they cannot find success in their bank account nor in their businesses. And they want to be promoted. They want to be the CEO. They want to be a coach. They want to be a consultant, but they can't. They're not getting there because all of these limiting beliefs, all of these things. And most of the people that are stuck in not finding the sex, sex. I think I'm talking thinking about couples right now, <laughs> not finding the success they deserve are stuck being obligers. An obliger is somebody that meets outer expectations, but resists meeting their in, inner expectations. Now, if, if you're only meeting outer expectations, you're all over the map. You're people-pleasing. If you're a coach or consultant, you're jumping from this niche to this niche to this niche to this niche. You're jumping to the shiny object syndrome. And if you're not jumping from niche to niche to niche, you're getting upset that you're not getting the clients that you want. You're not getting the recognition that you want. You're not getting all the blah, blah, blah. Why? Because I'm doing all of this thing. I'm doing all of this thing. Why? For other people. You might say my passion is, um, I don't know, PR. My passion is health coaching, whatever it is. And I'm not saying it's not. But somehow our mindset is not meeting up with what the people out there need. And you need to look, am I only doing this and meeting their expectations? And if something doesn't work, and am I getting upset? Am I then trying to do something different because this is not making people happy? When you get in tune with yourself, when you get tuned in, tapped on, and you are ready to go out there because you're going to meet, guess what? Your inner expectations, you will change the game. It changes the game. the time right you gotta have a combination now i am really good at meeting my inner expectations didn't used to be but as everybody's laughing like oh god heather you know you you know you're gonna be a relationship you're gonna be i didn't care and i still didn't care i don't care you know i get asked are you married sometimes i'll answer it sometimes i won't depending because what does it matter actually no i'm not nope i am not married and I'm happily not married. <laughs> that that's just seems like so weird. How could a 54-year-old woman be happily not married? Because at 54, I've lived over a half of a century. And if I don't know what I want by now, and I'm only living to please other people, and the expectations of what a client might have that I'm supposed to have been married for successfully for 35 years, then they're not, maybe not my client. That is not what I'm supposed to do. I, see, the best coaches, consultants, learn through their own experiences, not meaning perfect experiences, but, okay, this didn't work, and they start being true themselves. That's the key. You have to be true to yourself and then you can be this this person that can live what you're teaching in many ways. So now, no, I've not been married for 35 years, but so many people have been married for 35 years. Most of them, many of them, maybe not so happily, but what I have, what I am is passionate. Now, I started working with codependent women, right? And how did I even understand the codependent woman part? Well, I knew what codependency was. I knew all of... i had already been on my uh, um, healing journey. i learned so much about myself and childhood trauma. But I was working with codependent women and women that were binge eating. And I really saw the correlation between the binge eating, the the, um, the, uh, the toxic, unhealthy relationships, and the childhood traumas. Then I started working with men too. So all that. Then came the couples. Then came business. And I just... I didn't move from one shiny object to the next, it was a natural shift. It was a natural transition while still being the coach of the other things that I was doing, right? And it happened naturally because I kept meeting my inner expectations as well as my clients. Now, I am a firm questioner. A questioner, but mixed with an obliger. A questioner meets inner expectations, resists outer, An obliger, again, let me say it again, they meet outer expectations but resist inner. So now what does that say? I have no problem when I expect something of myself. Okay, so today I write down three things. These are the things that must be done today. These are the things that I'm keeping my eye on. And these are my obligations. Seriously. My obligations are to my um, clients, calls to my family. Whatever those are, they will be done. Without a doubt, the emails that need to go to the clients, those are done. Those are the obligations. Those are always done. Those are the people that are working. I'm they're working, I'm working for them. Um, and I also love them and passionate about getting them to where they need to go, to their destination, living up to their highest potential. Now, Maya uh, now the rest of the time is Heather's time. What is it that I expect myself to do to make myself better, to be a better coach, to be a better mother, to be a better um, human being? Right? What are those things? What do I expect myself to do? And I meet them. I meet them. And if somebody, if there's something that I might do, I have to ask myself, I question. I question everything. Everything I question. And by the way, I was born that way. I was born a questioner. I, if it makes no sense, I don't do it. If it's not going to get me from A to B, I don't do it. So that might be writing the sales page, writing a landing page. Does it make sense to do that right now? Do I need that opt-in page written right now? Should I do a podcast today? Should I do a podcast twice a week? How often do I need to do that? What do I'm questioning? And if it meets my criteria, meaning, again, it's going to help me be a better coach, mother, person, I do it. I expect myself to do it. Because I have obligations. And that is the best type of person for being an entrepreneur. Now there's also the upholder and they meet outer expectations as well as inner expectations. Again, I'm a combo questioner, obliger. And we're going to go as, as we go, you know, leader up continues with our podcast. I'm going to go through each one of these, um, tendencies in depth. Now, um, Rebels, rebels, rebels—the other one—they resist all expectations, in outer, inner, inner alike. Now, here's the thing: a rebel can actually be a great op- entrepreneur if they have the right people around them, and we'll get into that later. But the one, the one type of uh, of um, tendencies—that's the hardest—if you want to be. An entrepreneur is an obliger you are going to go round and round and round and most people are obligers they meet outer expectations never meeting their inner you have to be true to yourself and what you expect i have high expectations of myself very high expectations and i live up to those expectations and everything else goes out the door i either run lift weights Or do yoga every day. Keeps me healthy. Yes, I love it. (laughs) But still, I expect myself to get it done. I expect myself to do certain things in my business. I expect myself to do certain things as a mother, as a matriarch, right? I expect certain things of myself. And those expectations that I put on myself lovingly and joyously also then make me a good obliger. Okay, so um, the largest amount of the tendency is the obliger. 41% of people are obligers. It's a lot of people pleasers out there. And that, again, does not get you far. That's why so many people are living, in my opinion, mediocre lives. Very, very mediocre lives. Because you are obliging to everybody but yourself. Um, The questioner is 24%. Rebel has the fewest number um, at 17%, which is crazy. And then Upholders um, has 19%. So really, the Obliger is takes up the majority. The other three make up the rest. And if you're an Obliger and you're an entrepreneur, we need to talk. Because this is really going to be hard for you. And sometimes when you're an upholder, it's it's about balancing everything out. To be a, a highly successful coach or consultant, entrepreneur, you have to have balance in some way. See, work-life balance, and that's bullshit. There is, that, that's basically balancing the unbalanced. But you have to have some sort of balance within yourself. And... Some days you're going to have to work 10, and 12 hours. Other days, you know, you just take the day off or you don't have to work as hard. But when you're starting out as a coaching consultant or any entrepreneur, you're going to have to work a lot and a lot of hours. I mean, I, my biggest, my, you know what my hardest day off, the uh, hardest day of the week is taking the day off because I love my business. And so I've had to learn to oblige my children, my other fam friends, other things, because I l- literally love working, but it's not healthy. And so the hardest day of the week for me is the day I'm supposed to take off. And once I do it though, I'm like, yahoo! You know, it's recently my 54th birthday. And all I've been complaining about is like, I need a vacation. I want to take a vacation. So then I decided to put it out there in the universe. I really want to go to Maui. I'm going to Maui. I'm going to, I'm going to go to Maui. I want to go to Maui. I want to go back to Maui. I lived on Maui for eight years. I love Maui. It is my place to escape to. And I know Lahaina is burned down, but I don't even care because I just want to go sit on a beach and at the pool and do nothing. No, nobody, right? Just shut it out. So anyways, I wasn't, I'm just kept throwing it out there into the universe. I want to go to Maui. I want to go to Maui. I want to go to Maui. Yeah, yeah, I know I'm going to go to Maui. But again, I wasn't making anything. So here I am on Friday night, this past Friday, February 9th. And, um, it's My, my son Jax is up with his girlfriend, and, and my daughter and her husband are there, and we're, we're um, you know, the beautiful restaurant, and they give me the presents, and I open up um, a card, and it's from the four of them. They all gave me these individual cards, and it says, they're such beautiful writing, but basically they bought me a ticket to Maui. <laughs> and I could not believe it. I couldn't believe I, but I could. I could. I'm a big believer in what we think about manifest. Now, did I tell him? A couple times, but not really. No. I just. And so I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. So. Um, I made tickets. I'm leaving um, May 8th, coming back the 15th. So, May 8th, May 8th to the May, May 15th, you will not see me or hear from me. I'm going to Maui. I'm going to Maui. I'm going to Maui because I deserve it. Yes, I do. So, now, you can get here in your business, by the way, where you are happy, where you're not in hope marketing. What's hope marketing? You hope you wake up every day and hope that you get a client. You hope that somebody says, yes, I'm, I need your services, right? We can't do that. You can't do that. I lived like that in the beginning. God, do I wish I didn't. I've learned so many things uh, from building a well into six figure coaching business. Could I be in seven figures? Yeah, I just need to stop doing some of the things I'm doing, which is basically taking on new clients Um, because, you know, my obligations to my clients take a lot of time. So, and I'm going to start, I'm shifting my business. So I'm shifting the business now. I'm finally doing it because I'm ready to... Stop working one-on-one so much with people. I want to change some things. I love working one-on-one, and I think too many clients and coaches go straight into um, doing communities, groups now, and they don't spend enough time really being the best coach they can be. I would not be the coach I am today if I did not spend as much time as I did working one-on-one with people and couples. I, I can tell you right now, I am. if our energy matches... If you match me and I match you as far as being able to work together, I'm the best coach out there. If our energy doesn't match, then there's somebody better for you. It's not me. And that's okay. That's the greatest thing about it. I'm not for everyone. God didn't build us all the same way. God said, yeah, you know, there's Heather Carter might be too much for you, but there's her or him over there. They match you. And that's another thing that I had to get understand in the beginning of coaching is that not everybody is for me. I'm not for everybody and that is okay. An obliger will have a really hard time accepting that. They will have such a hard time accepting because it will be, feel, they'll be so butthurt. But it has nothing to do with them. I'm just like, next, in a good way. And I wish you the best. I want this person to find the one for them. It's not me and it's okay. So, um... Yeah, we're going to keep going into tendencies, and, and I'm going to do some things um, uh, next time f- help you find out which tendency you are. Uh, there's so much coming at Le- up at Leader Up, but here's the thing. If you are a coach or a consultant, and you want to learn how to be successful, I am putting on a master class, um, February 28th, 85% of coaches fail. 85% of coaches fail, and the and even in, in the 85%, some are making less than $50,000 a year, which you cannot live on less than $50,000 a year the way you deserve to legally live. So how many quit? Many, 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 many quit. And you should not quit. I don't want you to quit. You are needed. So in this masterclass, I'm going to tell you the 10 things stopping you from finding the success and give you three of some of my biggest things that helped me succeed. Click in the link in the show notes here and register for the workshop. Until next time, have a great day, great evening, uh, morning, wherever you are in leader up. Bye-bye.